0: Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 17th of January, the 17th day of 2022, with 348 days to go until 2023. Today in 1524, Italian explorer Giovanni Verrazzano began his voyage to find a passage to China and soon became the first European since the Norse expeditions to North America around 1000 AD to explore the Atlantic coast of North America, including New York Bay and Narragansett Bay. Today in 16- sixteen fifteen sixty two, French regent Catherine de' Medici issued the Edict of Saint-Germain, recognizing Huguenots in France. Today, in 1821, Mexico permitted Moses, Austin, and 300 U.S. families to settle in Texas. Austin's son, Stephen, inherited the settlement and would later die at the Alamo. Today, in 1945, the evacuation of Auschwitz concentration camp begins... Today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, sometimes called MLK Day, the idea for which was first introduced as a congressional bill in 1979, though it did not achieve federal passage until 1983 and would not be observed in all U.S. states until 2000. King's work in the civil rights movement beginning in the middle of the 20th century, of course, echoed what W.E.B. Du Bois had been saying at the beginning of the century, in 1903, When the Souls of Black Folk is published, the first sentence of Chapter 2 declaring, the problem of the 20th century is the problem of the color line. Moreover, we in the United States can extend Du Bois' remark that the problem of the 21st century is also the problem of the color line. Today, however, offers at least one consolation that we as a nation have created a special observance for at least one of our major civil rights figures, Martin Luther King Jr. Today we might also borrow from William Burroughs, author of the 1959 novel Naked Lunch, a title which he defines in his introduction as a frozen moment when everyone sees what is on the end of every fork. For today, we have a frozen moment in more ways, ways than one, and at the end of everyone's fork are a galaxy of issues, racism being one of the foremost. Nonetheless, Heavenward this evening will have January's full moon, known variously as the wolf moon, the snow moon, and the hunger moon. In our neck of the woods, the Algonquin call the January moon Squochi Kisos, meaning sun has not strength to thaw moon. In many respects, this past week had a few such days with lows below zero and highs only in the single digits, but such is the season. Good weather for hibernation, most animals say. Compound the ambient temperatures with a few other factors of adversity, and one begins to understand some of the late medieval wisdom when it came to dealing with plagues. Stay put. Nowhere does this appear more emphatically, perhaps, than in Giovanni Boccaccio's The Decameron, set as a frame story containing 100 tales told by a group of seven young women and three young men sheltering in a secluded villa just outside Florence to escape the Black Death, an epidemic which affected the city in 1348. Meanwhile, fast forward six and a half centuries to our entering a third year of coping, however we might, with COVID, with our probensity as a species of frequently verging on disunity playing no small role in the continuation of a disease that appears no less preventable today than it did when the first instances of it emerged on the cusp of 2019-2020. Were we to across the board vaccinate, mask, social distance, isolate infections, and continue vaccinating, concentrating above all else on those aspects, we could collectively rid ourselves of this disease. But we certainly are not doing those things in adequate measure. Instead, here on planet COVID, where the principal viral variant of late is Omicron, we continue to provide the virus with all the opportunities it needs to evolve. And when we look at our current 65 million cumulative cases of COVID here in the U.S. since the first reported cases on January twenty-first, 2020, and divide that by the total cases worldwide of about 321 million, we find that we in the U.S. have so far roughly 20% of the world's cases of COVID, while we are only 4% of the world's population. India, however, is not so distant second. Currently having 37 million cases. In third place globally is Brazil with 23 million cases. Fourth, fifth, and sixth places, respectively. Go to the UK with 15.1 million cases. Russia with 10.6 million cases. And Turkey with 10.3 million cases. Meanwhile, worldwide deaths due to COVID are at 5.6 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States are now at 847,000 up at least 12,000 since last week not a huge number for some folks only 1714 of our citizens dying per day from the virus not a big number unless someone close to you has succumbed to covid worldwide 9.6 billion doses of vaccine have been administered today in 1942 in louisville kentucky Cassius Marcellus Clay Jr. was born to Cassius Marcellus Clay and Odetta Lee Grady Clay. After becoming heavyweight boxing champ, Cassius Clay Jr. changed his name to Muhammad Ali. Ali's father, Clay Sr., had been a prosperous sign painter and the grandson of a freed slave. Ali's mother, Odetta, was also the descendant of slaves and was part Irish as well. Her grandfather, a Mr. O'Grady of County Clare, Ireland, had emigrated to America in 1870. Already at 18 months old, while being held in his mother's arms, Ali revealed his talent for boxing as he playfully socked her in the teeth, knocking one of them loose. Biographer Ed Morrow tells us Ali received a bicycle for his 12th birthday and rode the bike to a fair at a gymnasium, parking the bike there. After enjoying the festivities, Ali discovered his new bike had been stolen and began to cry, which was overheard by a nearby policeman, Joe Martin, who comforted the boy. Ali swore he would beat up the thieves, and Officer Martin, seeking to divert Ali, suggested boxing lessons might help. Within six weeks of beginning lessons, the future world champion won his first boxing match and was now eager to continue. But Martin advised rather than to get stuck in small-time matches, Ali should train for the Olympics, which he did, soon becoming the 1960 Olympic gold medal winner. Thereafter, Ali began ramping up his own participation in promoting additional opportunities through a carefully crafted campaign of taunts and psychological game-playing, such as confronting Sonny Liston at an airport and demanding to fight him on the spot which led to securing a shot at Liston's heavyweight title, which Ali won, launching him into history as a 1st rank boxer. Legend has it that while in the hospital, just after young Cassius's birth, a nurse put the wrong infant in Odetta's bed, and Odetta immediately informed the nurse of the mistake, saying, "'This baby is a quiet, nice baby, and can't be my baby.'" Today is also the birthday in 1706 of American founding father Benjamin Franklin, in 1820 of English writer Anne Bronte, in 1829 of English co-founder of the Salvation Army Catherine Booth, in 1853 of American suffragette Oliva Belmont, in 1899 of American gangster Al Capone, in 1924 of American comic actress Betty White, in 1927 of American singer and actress Eartha Kitt, in 1928 of British hairstylist Vidal Sassoon, in 1931 of American actor James Earl Jones, in 1934 of American ventriloquist Sherry Lewis, in 1944 of American boxer Smokin' Joe, Joe Frazier, in 1949 of American actor Andy Kaufman, in 1956 of American actor David Caruso, and in 1962 of Canadian-American actor Jim Carrey. From Morano, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the fifth official week of winter and to a memorable Martin Luther King Jr. holiday.